Coming to you live from the Johnny Packer Eyewear Studio in fabulous Stark Vegas, Mississippi. Please welcome our co-host, the best eye doc this side of the Mississippi, B.W. And now, welcome a true hero, a CF warrior whose favorite motto in life is, just keep living. Here's Johnny. Okay, welcome back to a brand new uh, edition of the Johnny's World Podcast. Uh, it's Johnny here with, with BW. What's going on, BW? Oh, not much. Just trying to thaw out here. Just trying to uh, get rid of this ice. Had ice past two or three days and uh, been kind of kind of a mess around here. So, but yeah, glad it's, glad it's almost over. We're in the uh, uh, we're we're in the winter time. I see we're groundhog days today, and the uh, the groundhog saw its shadow. Looks like we got six more weeks. Of this. Oh but, man! Hey, not before, surprised. Before you know it, though, it'll be uh, it'll be spring. But yeah, it's definitely a cold, wintry. Wintery day here in Start Vegas, but uh, yeah, we're 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 um, I noticed today, uh, Brandon, that about two years ago today is when we started doing this podcast. It's hard to believe Man. we've been doing it for two years now. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Time flies. Time really does. It really does. <laughs> time flies. But uh, yeah, we're so excited to bring you a new uh, new uh, new show today. I think y'all are gonna really enjoy who we have uh, today as a guest. I'll go ahead and and bring him on. Uh, uh. For those who are listening, if you're following Mississippi State basketball, you'll know exactly who we're talking about. Uh, he, he's a legend with Mississippi State basketball and, and Timmy Bowers. So, uh, Timmy Bowers, welcome to the show. We really appreciate you joining us today. Oh, man, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure, pleasure. Well, well, I guess just tell everybody what you're up to these days, man. Uh, right now, I live in Houston, Houston, Texas. I've been living in Houston for about 10 years, uh, obviously off and on because I was playing overseas. Uh, spent 16 years playing, retired in 2020, I believe, once COVID hit, you know, kind of came home and started uh, training kids, teaching kids how to play basketball, doing the things that I love. And um, so right now, just doing that, uh, having fun with it, um, teaching the youth. So it's been fun. Nice. Well, we, uh, if you would have told me a couple of years ago, we would we would be talking to you today. Uh, we, we've had Shane Power on uh, a couple of times. And uh, so... I mean, y'all were y'all were legends when when Johnny and I were were in school there. We used to wait outside the hump to try to get in and and see y'all play. So uh, this is kind of surreal for us. Oh, definitely, fantastic days. I mean, that was that was were the best times, especially uh, you know coming in my freshman season. Um, you know, just kind of rebuilding the program and different things like that to what it became um, in those latter years. Uh, it was it was just a tremendous uh, turnaround for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, can you share to us, you know, how how you ended up in Starkville and, and, and kind of take us through maybe some of your, your favorite times there, some of your favorite moments and some stuff like that? Okay. Well, um, a lot of people may, may not know, may or may not know, um, coming out of high school, uh, went to Harrison Central High School in Gulfport, Mississippi, um, where we won the state championship my senior year against Mo Williams, uh, Jackson Murray team. And um, was named Mr. Basketball after that, um, was recruited by, you know, a lot of different schools coming out. Um, originally, what people probably don't know, um, I committed to the University of Alabama um, out of high school. And then um, I think I canceled my visit to state, to be honest with you. I canceled it. Uh, but my mom, she's always been a no-nonsense. So she was like, you gave me your word. You told him you're going to come. 
Um, so I ended up taking a visit. And on my visit, Derek Zimmerman was my host. And that's kind of changed, just kind of, kind of changed the trajectory of, of everything that I was planning on doing. We kind of hit it off. And, um, you know, the rest was kind of history, you know, with me coming up there. So. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, I can think of so many different games that, uh, that, oh, that you were such a, you were such a big part of, but, um, you know, one that always stands out to Johnny and I was that Alabama game where, uh, we secured the, the uh, SEC championship that year yeah. in Alabama. So, um, I, I know, uh, it was a pretty, pretty crazy game, but, uh, tell us what you think about that game. I mean, I think that's one of those games where, you know, a lot of people talk about um, me kind of cementing my legacy um, at Mississippi State. Um, and I can't, I, I, you know, I agree with that. Um, it was just one of those games. I think we were maybe at the time going into the game, maybe tied with Kentucky as far as um, who was going to win the overall SEC championship. Um, and we needed the win in order to get it out right. And so um, I think we got down about 20 points, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. something like yeah. that. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, that season we were, we were named the Road Warriors for a reason. Uh, we were, we were always, always going to be in, inside of the game. You know, our focus, we had guys like Brandon Vincent, myself, Shane Power, Winston Fraser, Lawrence Roberts, obviously, um, that never, ever gave up. And so we just continued to fight. Um, a couple of plays went our way. Um, we got a, uh, a call late in the game, I think on that, that free throw attempt by, um, I think it was, uh, wasn't Petway, it was Shelton. Um, they kind of went our way, and, you know, I was kind of able to make some plays down the stretch uh, to help us win. But um, the, the atmosphere was, was great. Uh, it was it was, it was was probably one of my most memorable games in Stark, really, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, at Mississippi State, I'd say. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that game, man. We, we uh, me, me and Brandon, we had an obnoxious Alabama guy standing in front of us. The whole game, he was just taunting us. You know, we were, when we got down by so much, he was just – and then when it went to overtime, he disappeared. We never saw him again. <laughs> Man, and we, yeah, that, we had a blast. Game. No, that was, that, was, that was a game. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of them that stick out in my mind. Um, that one, I think I can go back to my sophomore year um, where we beat Kentucky at the hump, and we were down 20 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario Austin hit the three-pointer at the top mm-hmm. of the key, I think, to send in overtime. Um, just a lot of games like that um, that kind of, like I said, it, it, it just changed the program, changed the – the way that we thought about ourselves gave us confidence and, 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 and just, you know, did wonders for the program, I think. Yeah, you know, when uh, they're talking about these days with Mississippi State basketball, you know, we we got to pack the hump. Man, when the hump's rocking, when the hump's rocking, man, when rocking. y'all are there, you can <laughs> it. was rocking, yeah, man. Yeah, it's rocking. It, it's rocking. You know, it, it, it takes time. Um, I'm yeah. definitely all for, um, you know, filling the hump with fans. Um, but, you know, what, what other people have to realize is that it takes time and, and people want to see a good product and, um, the more you win, the more they believe in you. Um, but on the flip side of it, you know, the fans help the, the players. They help them to right. win games. So that's a home court advantage that, you know, we need. I think um, the hump is one of the most uh, underrated places in the SEC when it comes to uh, fan support. And so if we can get it back to what it used to be, you know, to help those guys out tremendously. Yeah. So, uh, so kind of going back to that, that Alabama game, something about that Coleman Coliseum, like, is that a hard place to play in? Just the, just the visuals of it, or is it just? It's kind of dark. It's yeah, kind of, it's kind of the, the lighting. The lighting inside is a little bit dark. Um, kind of like um, what is Old Miss? The Tad Pad used to be. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same same atmosphere, a little bit. Kind of you know, a little little, little muggy a little bit. But um, 
you have to go in there ready to play because those guys, they're, they're always tough uh, in Tuscaloosa. Uh, even that season, I believe they went to the Elite Eight. Um, and they really weren't, I'd say, that good during the regular season. I mean, they, they beat us at the hump, but just mm-hmm. overall, they really weren't that tough. Um, but, you know, they had players, Kennedy Winston, uh, Shelton, Petway, you know, those guys. And, you know, just a lot of experience and, and a good coach in Mark Godfrey. So um, Alabama's always been a tough, tough place to play. Uh, in my mind, I think when we were in school, we used to look at them as our rival more so than, than Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some people, you know, everybody's going to say Ole Miss, Ole Miss, but, you know, right. from us, we, we look at Alabama as, you know, the guys to beat. Yeah, that's how we always felt, too. I mean, mm-hmm. we just, we always felt like we were going to beat Ole Miss, but Alabama felt, you know, so, yeah. so but yeah, um, yeah, what, what is it like? So, so playing some of these like tournament games, you know, in different, different environments and, and things like that, is it hard to get used to the courts in those big arenas and things like that, as opposed to like the hump? Yeah, it is. It's an adjustment, um, usually because of the background mm-hmm. of shooting, um, mm-hmm. you know, big, Let's say Kentucky, or let's say when you go on an SEC tournament, you know New Orleans or Atlanta, something like that. Usually, there's no background in the back, so it's a little bit of an adjustment. But um, you know, players adjust. We make adjustments, and you know, we got to play the game. Mm-hmm. No excuses. Yep, exactly. So, well, do you uh, you keep up with uh, with the team right now with Coach Jans? What they got going on to start with now? Oh yeah, I'm always. Yeah. I'm always yeah. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts? What, what do you think? I think they. I think um, defensively, I think they're uh, probably one of the best teams in the country. Um, they, they play extremely hard. They play extremely well defensively together. Um, I just think we we need to find who's going to be our scorers. You know, different things like that right. to make plays offensively. Um, obviously, Tolu's been you know a guy that's been there for a while and a guy that I actually worked with a couple of. I mean, I've, I've known Tolu since he was a young kid. To be honest, because he's from the coast. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and he came to Houston and trained with me for probably like two weeks, uh, yeah. 2021. 20, and so, um, you know, Moore's good. I mean, they got a lot of a lot of new guys, a lot of transfers in. Um, but I think it's just finding the balance of who we're going to go to, who's going to be our go-to guys, um, and just right. getting team confidence. I think that's it. But I think uh, the win against TCU definitely gave them some confidence. As you can see, they bounced back and beat South Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. So. Um, it's just, you know, about taking steps, taking step by step by step, and, and, and hopefully we can, you know, we can get back there where we used to be. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, I was surprised how many points we scored against TCU. I know some of it was overtime, but I saw that score. I said, whoa, man, we'll take that. Usually, usually we get the 55. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. But, um, I guess it's about confidence. You know, guys are going to have to start making shots. Um, but that's just, you know, gym time. Um, getting the repetitions up, and and, and again, just, just being confident, you know, just you step up and make shots at, at timely moments. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing too. We always we get frustrated about it. It seems like you and and uh, Winsome were always really good free throw shooters, but it seems like since then we've just, I mean, we've just been abysmal from the free throw line for a long time. Yeah, we we've had some we've had some good free throw shooters, but I don't know, man. It seems like even when I was in school. Uh, we were bad at the line. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I mean, you know, these are my, you know, Mario and Z, these are my best friends. That I, you know, Mario and Z, uh, Brandon Vincent, like, we can never shoot free throws at, let's say, 80%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we have guys on the team that can make a few here and there, but, you know, just team-wise, I don't think over the years, probably the last 15, 20 years, it just hadn't been a great free throw shooting team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how, how do you, how do you, 
how do you get better at that? I know I, I feel like part of that is so mental. You get to that line, and you're thinking, oh, "I'm gonna miss, I miss, miss." I just, just repetition, just keep practicing, or I mean, it's it's reps, but it's it's also mental because I think that you know, you're shooting that free throw. That's the probably the only shot you're gonna shoot that you don't have a defensive player guarding you. Right. Um, everybody's focused on you. Everybody in the arena is, is all eyes on you. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the time in the game, time to score. Maybe it's a clutch free throw. Maybe you're down two. Maybe you're up two. And so, you know, just shooting it over and over, I think practicing those moments um, when you're by yourself, kind of telling yourself, okay, this is a game winning shot. This is a game winning shot. Kind of gets you used to for the, gets you used to the moment. But I mean, there's nothing that can take the place of being inside of the moment. So, you know, some guys can do it. Some guys can't. It's just part of the game, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, so I'm a I'm an optometrist, and I okay. I do a little work with athletes on the side. It's called the Sports Vision Performance Training, and um, there's a guy kind of like me that works with the Kentucky team. <clears throat> He's up in Kentucky, and they have um, all these cool like um, devices that they can work on as far as like visual training and stuff like that. I don't know if you've heard of like strobe goggles. Um, and so you know they said Michael Jordan used to practice with like a strobe light on, shooting and everything. And so it's the same thing. You put these goggles on and they flash. And so you're only getting about 50% of like the image of the basket and you can change the rate that they flash. And so you're supposed to practice with those and then take them off and then practice again. It's supposed to, you know, repetition over time improves your your shooting and everything. And so uh, Steph Curry, I know you use them a lot too. And so, but I, I'm interested in it. It's been around for a while, but it hasn't really taken hold uh, so I'm always like, man, I should go down to Starkville and see if, if anybody's interested in, in doing any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned that. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that working. So yeah. You might need to go ahead and go down to Starkville and see if you can give them a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll see. Yeah, another thing that they've talked about is called the quiet eye. And so it's like trying to fo- focus on one thing when you're shooting. So like shooting a free throw – you know, focusing on one target on the back of the basket and, you know, making sure you're looking at that every time and keeping your eyes like right on it instead of seeing what's around you and everything. And so, um, I don't know. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. So you're doing it, but you're still doing a lot of work with with. Is it mainly like younger kids, high school? What? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? And 
Nice. Well, I know there's a lot of Mississippi State alums that live down in, in the Houston area. So you run into very many folks down there? Yeah. Uh, like I got, I got back full time in 2020. COVID was in, so I really didn't. So really, probably the last year or so, is I've been able to kind of move around, get out, get out and about. But I haven't seen any. Uh, but I have heard that we have a huge, huge alumni chapter here. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna have to make up some of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go, go watch some football, basketball, baseball games or something. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's uh, man, it's just so it's so cool to, to to interview you, man, because like like Brandon said earlier, man, those were those were the days, man, back in the hot when y'all were, y'all had it rocking. It was. Uh, I, I really hope we can get get the program back to where we were back then because I mean we we were one of the top teams in the country and you know I think um, what, what was it uh, Joe Kim Noah from Florida said that Hump was the hardest place that he ever played in in the yeah. country so yeah. we got to get it back but uh, you hear that from a lot of players uh, yeah I just think like I said it takes time it takes right time. a lot of people didn't see the hours that we were putting in. You know, during those summer, those summer um, where everybody else was at home, we were in school during summer school, and we were yeah. sitting there playing every day, and you know, gelling, being around each other, going to the bowling alley, going to eat, doing different things like that. And so it took um, years for it to yeah. become what it became. And you know, like I said, it, it it'll happen. It just you know, it takes time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, kind of one more thing. You just reminded me talk about Florida. Uh, another memory I had was we were y'all were playing in Florida and um, I was over at Rosie Baby and I think at the time they were giving away like a free drink every time y'all hit a three and and y'all were just on fire that game I, I feel like <laughs> maybe it was like yeah I mean it seems like it was like twelve or fifteen like it was it was crazy. <laughs> Because I, I know this is my sophomore year, I think he went to Florida and they did about 30. Oh, oh, yeah. This is with, this is with uh, Matt Bonner and oh, yeah. uh, Haslam. And then we came back and beat him in the SEC tournament um, in Atlanta that same year. But the, the, the game you're talking about is, is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They were, oh, they were on us. We, as soon as we got to the gym, you know, the, the crowd was already in the gym. Because I don't know, we were ranked pretty high at the time. And they were, you know, chomping and chomping, chomping, yeah. chomping. And we were like, okay, okay. And the game started, and we just came out and we knocked them. Yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I tell, I tell you a game. I, I, I wanted to ask you about this because I just see how what you would tell uh, players nowadays to to rebound from a loss like that. That Kentucky game, man. We, you know, we, I still can see it right now. The last Eric Daniels. I remember that guy's name. The last second shot at that. But it seems like after we lost that game, it just it did something to y'all, y'all. I mean, you just kept rolling and rolling and rolling. Well, I guess what would you tell players that that, that suffers a loss like that, how to bounce back or something like that? Because that was such a tough loss. Mm-hmm. Right. I think if, if what people don't realize is that we lost the Kentucky game, the way that we lost it, mm-hmm. if you go back and watch the Alabama game in Tuscaloosa, the one that we sealed the SEC championship, uh, the Kentucky game, I think Lawrence hit the ball and hit the backboard in the box right to the air game. Mm-hmm. The Alabama game, they threw it 
correct. He knew that. He's thinking about that. But a lot mm-hmm. of people Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It seems like those games when we played Kentucky, man, they were they were they were tough down to the wire. I'm hoping that, and the new, have you seen the, what the hump's going to look like? Renovation It's going to be awesome once they get it all completed. They're renovated. It's not, they're playing under construction right now. So they're going to have the concourse area to where it's kind of open, where you can walk around the concourse and then see the floor and everything. So it won't be like a wall. So, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be nice. They're, they're, uh, I think next year maybe is when it's supposed to be open, but right now it's this, they're playing under construction, but, uh, yeah, it's gonna be nice once I get that going and get some good players in. And, and I feel I, I like I like Coach Jens a lot. I think he's gonna be good. Yeah, and the future's bright for Bulldog basketball for sure. That's so, that's so, so man. I have to get back. I, hadn't, I actually hadn't been to a game since I left. Since I, since really? Because I, I was on the move. I was going, right. Going, 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 going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have to get back up there so I can get a, get a game and start real. Yeah. Game. I mean, I came to a football game when. I think it was 2015, maybe when Dak was there. Yeah. We beat Auburn. At, we beat Auburn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was at that game, uh, but I hadn't been to a basketball game since I left. And so mm-hmm. I definitely have to get back for that. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Well, man, this this has been great. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, what's the best way? Do you, do you have any social media? Anybody interested in keeping up with you or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, Facebook, obviously, you can find me, Timmy Bowers, on Facebook. Um, I, I believe my Twitter handle is, um, I think, at TJ Bowers 15. Um, Instagram will be at Mississippi, at Mississippi Finest 15, MS Finest 15, I think. I'm not really yeah. a Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to find me, you can find me. If not, you can, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see all you. All right, all right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, thank you. Thanks. Yes, sir. Thanks so much for joining. And really appreciate it. All right. Y'all too. Bye. Bye.